the Askell Business Brunch. Hello and welcome to Askell's Business Brunch podcast. My name's Hayley Dunn and I'm Askell's Business Leadership Specialist. Hello, I'm Julia Harden and I'm Askell's Funding Specialist. And Julia and I have got together today to have a discussion because we are getting an awful lot of calls to the Askell hotline, uh, probably actually started back in December, about budget forecasting and in particular when the Askell three-year budget forecast guidance is going to be available. And Julia, I know you've had quite a few of these come direct to you yourself as well. I think it would be really helpful if you could sort of set out, because you've been writing this paper now for for a couple of years, sort of... um, some of the history behind the paper and sort of how that came to be. Okay, Hayley, yes, thanks, I will. And you're right, yes, I've had um, quite a few um, direct contacts about this as well. So in terms of its history, the first time we put out um, a budget forecast report guidance paper was back in 2018, and it was to coincide with um, the first time that Academy Trust had to submit a three-year budget forecast return. And... We 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 didn't do that until I think it was probably April or May. Now, obviously, as as time's gone on, it makes absolute sense that we bring that earlier in the year because almost all of the information that we share is equally um, applicable to maintain schools and trusts. So it is a paper that supports budget forecasting now. Um, But in terms of timeline, we wouldn't expect to do this before February or March, usually. Um, And I think it's also now is probably a good time to sort of restate the purpose of this paper. What this paper can do is support informed discussion about budget planning. It's a starting point, really, or it might also be the end point. It's something that you can keep coming back and looking at. But what it can't do is tell you what to do and how to set your budget and what to include in your income and expenditure planning. And I think that's really important um, for for members that are listening to this. It's a starting point for discussion um, and it's about understanding when you're making assumptions, the power of those assumptions and equally the principles behind setting assumptions. If I may, I'm just going to run quickly through what what we think are the principles besides setting assumptions. I think that'd be really, really helpful. Okay. So, so assumptions are, need to be well articulated. They need to be recorded when you have agreed a set of assumptions. And most importantly, they need to be discussed with all relevant decision makers. And they should never be the responsibility of one person. And I can't reinforce that enough because if you're sitting there as the finance lead, as both you and I have done in in past lives, it can sometimes feel as if there is a huge expectation upon you to make assumptions and that's what everybody's going to keep looking back and and benchmarking what happens um, across the school funding landscape um, for for that year or that period of three years. And that absolutely cannot be the case. This is about, as a finance lead, you being able to discuss with your leadership team Um, a set of assumptions and recording why you have decided upon those assumptions. You'll then come back and revisit them as more information 
clicks into place and changes may need to be made. So this is probably the key message. You can only ever use the best information that's available to you at the time. And if anybody challenges you with what, you know, why can't we make an assumption about that? What is going to happen with staff pay awards, with our energy bills? The response is we can only use the best information that's available to us at the time. And in a sense, that's why the timeline behind this paper is around February to March, because one of the, the, the biggest pieces of information that we want to think about is pay awards, because that is the biggest part of expenditure. We don't know what they're going to be, but one of the things that we are doing at the moment is putting uh, information together. Our colleague, Louise Hatswell, and other senior colleagues are, are putting in a response to the STRB remit, but probably talk a little bit more about that later on. But that's just to really set the scene of what this paper can do and what it can't do. So keep it in its place. Absolutely, Julia. So for sort of business leaders, members, finance leads, what can they be doing at the moment? Okay, so... Same message, using all the best information that is available to you now. So for ASCOL members, you could look at the summary information paper that we um, put out on the back of the autumn information statement. That's going to be updated actually this week, so should be available by the end of this week. So that would be week ending the 27th of January 2023. Have a look at that. That sets out what we know about funding for 23-24. Um, we can look at um, inflation forecasts for 2023. We will we do that quite regularly, but you can do that. Look at the Office of Budget Responsibility or the Office for National Statistics and look what they're saying um, about budget forecasting. Keep a close, keep close to your energy providers because that is that has become a huge issue. You know, as, as everybody knows, we. I think the point is we're, we're in a navigating a really volatile um, economic landscape at the moment. And these issues have become much bigger in discussions around leadership table than perhaps they have been in the past. So keep close to your energy provider. Consider the impact that the government support schemes have had for um, energy. So the um, energy bill relief scheme, which comes to an end at the end of this March, what is the impact? What impact has that be had on your budget? And also look at the energy bill discount scheme, which schools are still in scope for and colleges. Um, but the it seems that the threshold rates um, that you need to surpass in order to access this scheme are really quite high. And initial feedback is that that schools are unlikely to get much support from that. But nevertheless, you need to know there's some of the information there available to you that you can use. So have a look at those um, and look at the business letters newsletter, which Hayley, you write. I think there's a version gone out quite recently. Look at the ASCAL email um, newsletter briefings, because that's where we will tell you when we get information that, to share, when we're updating the best information that we have. 
I think the other one that's really, really useful as well, Julia, is each month as a policy team, we get together and we do a briefing for members. And you very often, as part of those, you'll give the latest information that you have either directly on funding or on grants. So that's a really good one for members to be looking out for as well. And it's interesting you mentioned about inflation. It's one of those things that in the past I probably didn't pay much attention to, but you now on, on sort of BBC Breakfast, when the monthly information comes out now, I'm mm. looking at that and I'm thinking, oh, well, if I I was still in a school, I'd be thinking about that information of uh, how is the inflation actually impacting in terms of the food items that go in the basket? And actually, is that going to have an impact on school meal prices? So there's so much to that. So I think, like you say, there's information that you can collect from different sources just rather than relying on either just relying on our paper or relying on advice from your finance support or from your local authority provider, is that actually there's a whole range of support out there that you can be accessing to decide what's going to be the right assumptions for, for your organisation. Absolutely right. And I, and I think, you know, the, the key is not so much the information that you can gather from those, but the approach to it, to to using that information. And the approach has got to be, if if I use this information, this will be the implications and everybody needs to understand what, what they are. So lots of scenario planning. And you're right on inflation. I mean, it, it, it was so steady for such a long time. I think just, just a a quick point on inflation. If, you, if you're unfamiliar with looking at inflation and measures of inflation, it's very easy to get um, sort of bamboozled by the different measures of inflation. So have a look at the websites. The Office Budget Responsibility and the Office of National Statistics are both really good sites. And you can, you know, you can you can have a play on those sites and, and look, look at different measures. And that's worth doing because government tend to use the GDP deflator which which I, my brain isn't big enough to explain exactly what that means. I, 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 you know, it, it's a measure that government use and they tend to use this for public spending. But we think that generally speaking, and it is only our view, that um, consumer price index, CPI, tends to align a little better with school costs. So it's worth at least having a look at those two. And then in terms of RPI, um, you'll see that used as well because that there's a view that 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 better reflects, um, you know, household costs and that and that sort of thing. But there's there's no right or wrong. But it's important that you're able to say to your leadership team or your trust board, I've looked at inflation, I've done this costing based on this measure. That's all setting it out very clearly for other people to understand. And so back to this point, it cannot just be your responsibility as the finance lead. That's such a great great tip, Julia. So um, just moving on to the, the next sort of area that we wanted to explore, and that's sort of what are we doing internally at ASCOL at the moment? What, what's going on in the background that would be really, really useful for members to know about? Okay, so um, as always, um, senior officers at ASCOL are having very regular meetings with DFE and ministers, so that's going on all the time. And one of the things that we're talking about at the moment is the STRB, the School Teachers Review Body Remit. Um, Colleagues at ASCOL are preparing evidence for the STR remit. You'll be familiar with listening to um, Louise Hatswell sometimes who joins us on these podcasts. She's 
working on that. And what we're doing, as well as putting our own evidence in, is looking out for DFE evidence uh, to the remit. Because whilst this cannot provide us with any definitive information about what is going to happen, what the STRB are going to recommend and what government are then going to adopt as the year rolls on in terms of teachers' pay awards, it does give us insight into how the DFE are assessing cost pressures across the sector. So they will be making an assessment um, of inflation, what inflation is doing, and they will be considering the impact of that on school budgets um, and what, and, you know, what might happen with support staff pay awards, for example. It will never give us definitive, this is what's going to happen, but it gives us insight into how they are assessing it. And we think that's really useful. Um, and that's the sort of information that we will share um, and use to form any recommendations that we make subsequently in um, a guidance paper on forecasting. But we'll make it very clear where that evidence has come from. I think that's really, really helpful for people putting those assumptions that they've got that that basis that will be sitting there behind that. So um, I think you're going to be updating the paper um, at some point in the future. But I think what would be really useful for anybody who is finding this particularly complex or would like some further support, have you got any sort of professional development opportunities coming up that people might want to to access or have a look at that might help them with this? Thanks, Haley. Yes, there's a couple that I think it's it's worth pointing um, to. Um, the Primary Essentials Programme for 2023 um, kicked off, I think, this week. I think it started, didn't it? Our, our primary specialist, Tiff Harris, is, is leading all of those. I'm doing um, a Primary Essentials funding update on the 15th of February. And remember, they're, they're free to everyone. Um, so I will use that opportunity to share any more information that I've got um, at, at that point. So do register for that if you can, and it's going to be relevant to you in a primary setting. And then on the 20th of April, um, we are running a course on financial planning. Um, and I'm joined by Sam Ellis, who some of you may have heard of, who is um, the 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 sort of um, the real guru on curriculum-led financial planning. So between us, we're going to be talking about current funding issues, funding information, um, and sharing ideas about how to look at integrated curriculum financial planning. I mean, so that's that the 20th of April. That will be fantastic. I mean, both you and Sam are, are both ultimately the, the gurus on all of this. And I think also it's worth just mentioning for any business leaders who are planning to come along to annual conference, uh, Julia, Louise, Hatswell and I, we're actually getting together. So the trio, uh, we're going to be doing a session, a PAL session. So you're very welcome to come and book to come along to that. And we'll be talking around a range of issues to do with business leadership. We'll be looking at funding. We'll be looking at some of the HR issues, as well as some of the sort of more business leadership operational issues and you'd be very welcome to join us at that. So Julia just as we we wrap up I think one of the ways that I use the paper as a, as a professional it was very much my sense check so I would be working on my very first draft of my budget in the spring term I'd be collecting together some of those potential assumptions I'd be meeting with the curriculum leader to look at the plans for staffing and curriculum delivery I'd be looking at prices from suppliers and using the the budget forecast return paper was very much that um 
at that point in the process, when you're in the summer term, you're doing those final checks, you're preparing your paper to go to either the governors or the trust boards. That's where I found it really useful. For me, I find it a really useful sense check, not to hang all my assumptions on that, but just to think, OK, what are Askell saying about this and, and, and how far adrift am I for that? And is there a very good reason for that? Is there actually, are we making as an organisation, are we making um, a, a different um a different assumption on what we might do with paying conditions going forward. So I don't know if you agree, but I think that's a really, really sensible way to, to use that paper. And we know it's really helpful. So we definitely want to be helping members with this going forward. Thanks, Ellie. Yes, I completely agree. Sense check is a, is a really good term to use it for. Remember, it's about informing decisions and using it as a sense check as you go through the funding year, because we we all know budgets need to keep being reviewed. And I, I think at the moment, you know, we are, as I think I said earlier, we, we're navigating such a volatile landscape at the moment that it's probably harder now, and but even more important than it ever has been to, to make sure that you are confident in why you are making the assumptions that you're making. And remember that they've they must be agreed and signed off by your governing board, whether that be the Board of Governors or the Trust Board. That, that, that's who needs to sign them off and make sure that that's minuted Brilliant. every time you refer to it. Thank you so much, Julia. That's been absolutely fascinating. And thank you very much for our listeners for joining us. And we'll be back soon. The Ask All Business Brunch. 